Hello, everyone. Welcome to Generation Dan, uh, the podcast where it's three generations talking about something, and two of them aren't here. Uh, <laughs> Caleb's showing up later. Dino's on vacation. I'm Atlas Novak. I'm your millennial. And my guest today, he was the winner of the Big Sky Comedy Festival, my good friend Chris Cope. How are you? <laughs> that's a cool, that's a good, that's an old pool. This guy in 2015 did something in Montana. I mean, when I was like first starting to submit to comedy festivals, people went, okay, Burbank, New York, Big Sky. And I was like, where that? They're like, Montana. You're like, okay. Yeah. And then and I put nobody... Big Sky in the front of it. Yeah. Like, it um Burbank kind of wins by default, like gets in the gets in the top by default because how hard is it for industry to drive over the hill for a comedy festival? That's true. Yeah. You know, like they can't like that's what made Big Sky so great was he could get the booker for three late night shows, people from William Morris, all these, you know, big names to come to Billings, Montana. Yeah. Does that, anything happen in Billings, Montana, any every other time of the year? A lot year? of sorrow. Yeah. A lot of a lot of just being Montana. Yeah, man, it's uh, flat. It's kind of mountainy. It's I don't know. It's I like going there performing. The people there are really great. Mm-hmm. You know, but eh, it is what it is. It's uh, I, I've never been to that one. I submitted to a couple for next year that are like in the winter, which I really wanted to to do. Um, Cause like I, I was on the world series of comedy, but it was in Minnesota during the summertime. And I could, I can do summertime here. I want snow. I want cold. Yeah. You know? I have been in Minnesota uh, in December and I'm gonna promise yeah. you it's hell. Mm-hmm. But that does look good though. Whatever you're drinking. It's a on the rocks cosmopolitan. Cause fuck it. I, I just like the the bottle shape where it looks like. Uh, no, no, I, yeah, it looks like almost yeah. like something like like an old school like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah. Like, with the cork, you pull it out, and it's like, all right, one last time. Yeah, it, it looks like in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where they find his rum stash, right? The, at this sound. That sound, yeah. the The cork coming yeah. out of the glass yeah. is centuries older or here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, before we get into the topic proper, we like to ask uh, our guests questions. Uh, okay. The first question that I have for you is, where the hell did I put this thing? Um, I, I, the drink is right in front of you. No, not that. Uh, the first question I had was, what is an embarrassing song from your playlist? <laughs> uh, Benny Mardones, mm-hmm. uh, Into the Night. You know I don't song? think I've heard that. No. She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone. They say. God, there are so many boot knocking grooves about rape. It's uh about what rape? About or just statutory, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the song, I think they're both I think no, I think he's an adult in the song, actually. But you listen yeah. to all the lyrics. But uh the song's a banger though. When it gets to the chorus. Mm-hmm. You you know you won't recognize it probably till the chorus, but man, you turn that shit up and it just gets stuck, and I'm embarrassed by it because I think it's a stat rape song, uh, but it's just so good. Yeah, the- <laughs> I mean the Beatles have one. I mean a lot of uh, oh yeah, I th- every every like for some reason sixteen was band. an easy number yeah. to go to. I guess 
maybe vocally 16 is easier going 17, 18. Like they just don't fall off the tongue as she was just. Oh no, I guess the Beatles do say she was just 17. Yeah, I feel like for you know what I mean. Well, because the idea is like you're capturing that uh, that like part of right. youth where you're still stupid enough to not uh, understand the gravity of everything, but grown up enough to think that you should have like more perspective than you actually do. Yeah. So like, sure. every, everyone's got that like wild streak in them from like 15 to like, I don't know, 22. There's just like that sweet spot of, I still have my knees. God damn it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You don't have your knees. My, mine are. Bro. Mine my are, knees like Jim. My knees like Jake Taylor's from major league. Oh, like, I, I, I love that movie. movie. Yeah, man. It was very, that, if you're in a specific age bracket, that and if you're at all a baseball fan, mm -hmm. that's that's one of those movies that like I'm in a room full of guys, and we can't we're trying to find something to watch. And yeah. Major League, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I watch Major League." Yeah, we've all seen it 300 times, but <laughs> you don't give a shit because you love it. Yeah, it's my favorite baseball movie. During the pan, like early oh, yeah. part of the pandemic, I I had to take two weeks off of work because somebody in the office got infected. They're like, "Oh my god, this is before the vaccine, right?" So. Everyone's like, oh, my God, uh, stay home two weeks. Make sure you don't have it. I watched every baseball movie that I could, like, just back to back to back. Okay, did you see For the Love of the Game? Yes. Uh, I saw that. Love of the Game, League of Their Own, all the Sandlots, all the <sighs> Bad News Bears, the remake of the Bad News Bears. Major oh, League, well, Major Tony League Curtis, they go to Japan? Yeah, Major League, oh. Back to the Minors. Uh, uh, oh, Major League. I, okay, so I was... Tell yeah. my girlfriend, I was like looking at like the continue watching on my HBO Max, and mm -hmm. it's just trash movie. And one of them was <laughs> Scott Bakula and Ted McGinley in yeah. Major League. Like, like they don't even consider part of the canon. Yeah, it's like the same universe, but not really. It, it's well, it's uh, basically everybody they can get for a day rate in the second yeah. one. Hey, can you show up for two days of filming? Mm -hmm. Um, what was it? Uh, the only reason why I think the love of the game is great is because of uh, oh, I'm gonna, what's his name? Oh, I lost his name. He was a Dodger guy, Vince Scully. Yeah. Here you go. Can Billy Chapel pull the push the sun the sun back in the sky one more time? Like, that gives you goosebumps. Like uh, it does. My buddy, he's, he's in his sixties. He sent me this audio. Uh, Vince Scully calling Sandy one of Sandy Koufax's no hitters. Mm -hmm. And it's poetry. It is. I doubt he's it. Like, he's like Koufax is on the mound which might be the loneliest place on planet Earth right now. <laughs> he's like, there's 29,000 in attendance and a million butterflies. You're like, you, he, he weaves. This he's is so like, this is like what English teachers dream of. This is oh, the, yeah. I mean, like, if you can't figure out why Vince Cole is so popular. It's like, just listen to him. There's a thing where Madison Bumgarner is pitching, mm -hmm. and he's going to, like, the heart of the lineup. It's a great, like, it's a great one, two, three of the, the batting order. And he's telling a story about how Bumgarner uh, killed a rattlesnake on his ranch. There was a rabbit inside the rattlesnake. It was alive. They nursed it back to health, and they released it. He goes, you see, folks, that's a lesson in, dur in, uh, in the longevity and never giving up. That's something you need to be a major league pitcher. And I'm like, what? man, Grandpa just told a 12-minute story and then put a major league bow in the end and went, "Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it yeah. to you. Please do, because that, that that's uh, that's so interesting to me. Because like I, I think that that's why baseball 
movies are the best sport to have for a movie because it's perfect for like uh, uh, like that showdown that you have between two characters. Like with basketball and football, yeah, they're you know their teams just as much as a baseball team is, but you don't have that moment where like there's that stare down, that clashing of characters, like there is with a pitcher and a batter. You know what I mean? Sorry, my roommate just walked in. He got a completely new haircut. It took my took all my attention. Is it like? I think he shaved his head. Ooh, okay. Shaving your head is kind of a gamble. No, 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 like, no, like, shave, like, shave, like, buzzed. It oh, looks okay. like he just signed up. Gotcha. I see what you mean. Like, um, that's that's how I, uh, I like, cut my hair during the pandemic was uh, just buzzed it and then started Bro, over. I, I grew up, I, well, I, huh? I would say I grew a beard, but I say that so, with, <laughs> with no gusto. I say yeah. that with no sense of achievement. Um, I grew a beard, man. Well, no, because you, you have a beard. Yeah. You have a full beard. Mm-hmm. I had. You ever seen like a pirate with like bad facial hair? Mm-hmm. That was me. I, I can't explain. Like, I, my girlfriend goes, "It's not that bad," because she has to say it's not that bad. But it mm-hmm. was. What were you Are, said before? Before I got aside, I'm so sorry. Uh, my living okay. room is the best place to do these things. <laughs> I mean, okay, wait. Uh, on a scale of like, you know, Tsar Nicholas from Russia to. Like prepubescent twelve-year-old, where in the the stale is the facial hair? Like John Snow, sixteen-year-old. Okay, so like John Snow on Game of Thrones. I'm I'm in my late thirties and I cannot grow anything Mm -hmm. at all. Like it's pathetic. If it makes you feel any better, your hairline looks like it's in fine shape, so you'll probably won't have that problem. This is probably going to be a thing, though. it looks nice. You pull it off. Yeah, I I feel like if I'm gonna go bald, it's gonna be uh, receding hairline, not middle out. Um, Honestly, that's a better yeah. way to go. Whenever you see a guy with a bald spot, you just lose a little respect for him. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm teasing. You're gonna get an email for that for sure. Oh no no no! I I think what's worse is the receding hairline because then you just think Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's funny how so many people you forget like just got hair like. Remember Jeremy Piven? Yeah. In the nineties, PCU, all those movies, he was bald. He was thinning as shit. Yeah. And then you see him now; he's got a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. Bosley, man. Hair, pl- hair plugs. This uh, yeah. this episode brought to you by Keeps, and by that I mean Keeps. You should sponsor us because we're rapidly aging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, it's funny. I prefer. I prefer. I prefer decay. Decay. We're going in the same route. We're just name. We're just going from a different point. Oh, okay. Starting so, the like, grave backwards, start the grave for uh, the birth forward. Yeah, good point. Um, well, speaking of aging, uh, what is something you like to do because you are a grown up and no one can stop you? I can have breakfast like for dinner. Hmm. Like if I want a bowl of cereal, yeah. I don't have. I'm squawking my in my ear, going. Eat, eat something better for dinner. Eat something better for dinner. It's like, no, I'm gonna have three bowls of cocoa puffs, mm-hmm. and no one can stop me. Maybe being an adult's actually not that good for me. Yeah, I I, I feel like it's the second most popular uh, answer on this show. The first one is drugs, because duh. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, but but also you know. I think drugs is a juvenile. You know, sure, but you know. it's the kind of thing. Well, because like you can still have that. 
uh, spirit as a kid, except an adult can stop you. Um, fair, but, very fair. But understanding that as an adult, like it's your consequence and you understand that when you take it on. Um, I, I got to say, if they ever find out a way to regress people, that is v very scary. Where they're like, all right, we fucked up. Let's raise the kid over again. You know? Ah, I think you should, be, you, should be, you should be able to do that like at a certain age. And then once they reach that age, like a threshold, you can't go backwards. It's like once he gets to 12 and if he's a shit at 12, you're just dealing with a shit. What, so you get like redos? Like, I, yeah, I just started back idea. over. You literally yeah. get started back over. But at 12, you got to draw a line somewhere. There's got to be, there's gotta be a, like a manufacturer's warranty date. You know, like. Yeah. I feel like for, for 12, it's uh, like everybody is shitty at 12. Everybody. 12 is when, like, there's no, no way No, but tell, I mean, like, if he's in the know? backyard torturing animals. Oh, like no, no, no. Guy, I, yeah, that. But I, but I also like, mean, Yeah, we're like, raising Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, 12 is just, like, the worst age to be ever um, for everybody. So I think, like, just puberty. be like, yeah, puberty. Fucking sucks. <laughs> and they're going to make us learn? Yeah. What a shit. Hey, hey, you're growing. Your body's changing. Everything you know molecularly about yourself is evolving. Oh, by the way, class starts at 7 a.m. Yeah, that that's what one a of the raw things, deal. That's one of the things that drives me nuts about the whole daylight savings uh, thing where like next year it's we go on daylight savings and then it never changes again. What, um, oh, really? We're done with it? Yeah, or con Congress voted and they're like, all right, we get one more daylight savings in 2023 and then we go back off of it, or we, we go back on daylight savings in 2024 and that's it. Um, which really? is like I, I like the idea of not doing the spring forward fall back thing. I think we should have kept it on standard time because everyone's like, man, I'm sad when I leave work and it's dark out. You know what? I fucking hate getting up when it's dark out. Screw that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what's I mean, like it is weird though. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, it's seven o'clock and the sun's are it's like we, we see that every year. Who gives a shit? Let's just yeah, let it be what it is. Yeah, just be standard time for the whatever. It, yeah. It's like a stupid hill to die on, but there's not much. I my farm, my dad read from a farmer's almanac, and his father huh? read from a farmer's almanac. It's like, yeah, but your dad's also an idiot. <laughs> this fucking my father was very smart. My my dad was well. He's a he was a doctor. He's retired now, but uh, he, yeah, I get what you get. Sorry. Well, I mean, he was kind of a dum dum when it came to like what heart surgery. Understanding people, uh, he, he he was uh, uh, kind of um, little little uh, uh, surface level, and and sort of not really having empathy for a lot of people. Oh, not weird. like not Jeffrey Dahmer type. He's not like a no, no, no. But he, he didn't have much of a bedside manner. Is what you're saying? There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some people are just you know. It sounds like he might have been a little on the spectrum, maybe. Maybe I mean he 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 got his uh, BS in engineering and then later got like a PhD and just like all this stuff where it's like good doctor and now that he he's retired because um, he has Parkinson's and he is so bored <laughs> I don't know how to explain that, it to him I am sorry to hear about your dad's Parkinson's though that it's it, honestly I I'm waiting for it to hit me it's like because uh, his dad had it too. So if Parkinson's comes with a lightsaber, I am a Jedi like my father before me. Um, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. I'm what, sorry. What are you going to do? But 
I think a name like Atlas, you'd be able to, you know, I guess you're supposed to carry a lot. I'm exactly. I'm hoping just for like a, you know, an Advil cold flu and Parkinson's by that point. Oh, yeah. You're hoping by like by 2045, I just walk in and get like a tablet on my tongue. Yeah. All right. Next week, you come in for your Parkinson's. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But aside from that, it's, uh, like I, I, I'm trying to explain to him that like this is the thing you should be excited about is not having to deal with work again. Yeah. Um, the ability to do whatever you want, but because it's so wrapped up in his identity, it, it he's bored. That's what I'm like it's like I, it'd be hard for me to quit doing stand up, even Same. though I got yeah. so mad and sick of it. That's what I'm good at. It's what I like doing. It's mm-hmm. I, you know having purpose and feeling like you have purpose are important. They keep, you know, some people don't idle hands, you know, the devil's workshop. And I'm kind of that yeah. way. Like I, I got off a cruise ride five days off. Uh, and man, I didn't know what to do with myself. I know I watched a lot of TV, but <laughs> I just, I need to, I need to work. I need to have, I need to have, you know, I have that workhorse. Like put the bit in my mouth and I want to keep going. So mm-hmm. I understand why your dad, you know, it's supposed to only think about it. He did something for 35 years. 40 years, uh, your body, like you're engineered to, yeah. If you don't do it, you feel like you're doing something wrong. How, okay, when did you start doing stand up? I was 19. 19. And you're, you said the late 30s now? Yeah, that's about as far okay. as we're going to go with that answer. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost there because, like, I started at 17 and I'm 28 now. So I'm that's about halfway to where you are. I, I, I could, I don't think I could have started any early because I, I got told, like, I wasn't allowed to sit at the bar at my own comedy club until I was like 21. Yeah, same. Hang on one second. So come, uh, he, he's finally here. Caleb. What's hey. up, buddy? Hey. Long away. Now the party started. Of the prodigal son. The youthful <laughs> energy this show has been craving for weeks has returned. Yeah, that's, what so. it, that's what we were saying. Kate, How Caleb. the hell are you? I'm good, man. I'm just. Hanging out. I gotta go to Moore Park tonight for a show. Sweet. Wait, Moore Park. That's Moore Park, like the street or uh... no, like the place. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that's I why live... I have a heart out. Gotcha. I, I live on uh, uh, near Moore Park. Like that's from. Oh, you know, I live on. Uh, I live on uh, right off Moore Park myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I'm not uh, gonna give like... any more information than that. Yeah, same. But, uh... I'm not. I'm not gonna dox myself. But uh... I mean, I'll take a social security number or a credit card information. Yeah. Either one. Weird. I mean, drop yeah. it in chat. Drop it on Twitter. Kill it. Only five numbers. I gotta figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Shout, shout out to your generation, by the way, for uh, putting up uh, Justice Clarence Thomas's credit card. On the like, it was oh, like yeah. somebody, <laughs> on, somebody on TikTok, like, t- like, just here's his credit card, and then people just bought a bunch of shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what's up. You dude. know what? It's like if, if our politicians are not going to do anything and our Supreme Court justices are going to mm-hmm. betray us like that, mm-hmm. then let's like, you know what? Take it to the streets, burn their fucking houses, put yeah, their PlayStation 5 on, make their job, make their lives dude. hell because that's yeah. what they're doing to other people. Yeah, it's exactly. like. There's got to be. We just got to figure out. There's gonna be more consequence, mm-hmm. and even if it's just making their lives shit. Yeah, or just you can't go to a restaurant and eat peacefully ever again. Well, it's just gonna be people throwing stuff. Or Clarence Thomas, somebody charged your credit card. You had to call the number on the back of the yeah. card to get something done. How about the woman that's gonna travel 15 states mm-hmm. to get to get an abortion, or doesn't get that and dies? Yeah. So fuck him well, and his credit card. Um. Sorry. 
No, it's okay. Yeah. No, oh, fuck you, Clarence. Buy me a PlayStation Five with a copy of Miles Morales Spider Man, bitch. Man, can you get a five still? I can't. I mean, well, you got to apply online, but they're 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 still taking people, dude. I mean, unless you want to, you know, do some sexual favors, like I might or might not. Turn a trick to do, for a video but, game. You know, that's you needed here or there. Speaking of sexual favors, what was the first time you felt like a grown up? You know what? When, when I bought my first car. Bought your I, first car? When I bought it. Like, I didn't have any help from family. It was all my money. It was all my, you know, I looked, I did the Kelly Blue Book thing, and I negotiated, and, like, I held out for three days. And mm-hmm. What and kind that, of car was it? Uh, the car that I'm driving now is still a 2013 Honda Civic. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah great. And the car runs great. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. What's uh like what 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 kind of tactics do you use when when uh, when buying a car like just on your own? Was it with the dealership? Was it with it was somebody? Uh, well the the first place that I went to I did not make I did not make a deal with them because they were just kind of vultury. They wouldn't give me uh, what I wanted for my trade in, and then I went to a place that does more volume wholesale car sales. Mm-hmm. And then it, and there was like less haggling. It was like yo, it's this. And I called the other dealership and was like, I'm getting this offer. And the guy goes, Little goes, take it because I can't come, I cannot come fucking close to that. <laughs> That's funny that the guy didn't even try. He's like, you yeah, know no, what? Cause yeah, because yeah, I got the car for like 20 flat. And okay. when I told him that, he was like, I couldn't, be, I couldn't go below, below 22 without losing my job. Mm-hmm. You know, because the guy was like, take it. They do volume sales. It's kind of bull. He, he was almost mad. The, yeah. at the, at the way they sell their cars, because they're like, you know, it was they're easy. Hope, hope, hoping to kind of grift people, but not really. Yeah. yeah. What I so but the, only, the only thing that my bigger negotiating thing was when I turned, when I came in, I, uh, I said I had a trade in, but I was going to sell a private seller. I told him the private seller fell through, and mm-hmm. I wanted fifteen hundred for my trade in, or I'm walking. Yeah. That car was worth five hundred bucks. <laughs> and they did it. Yeah, the guy was like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's going to Mexico no matter what." I love that. That's that's so great. I mean, like, um, it, it's kind of like I, I read a lot of posts on um, the anti-work subreddit, and a lot of a lot of posts are about how they find a, a better job, job is paying them this much, and then like they make a point of going back to their original employer and be like, "This is what the new place is selling me or uh, uh, giving me," and and they go. They'll try and like scramble for it, but they won't actually like give monetary gains. They're 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 just kind of like, all right, uh, 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 two more days off a week, and they're like, all right, fuck it, bye. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least that guy it. went like, I just can't match. It, like, it'd be great yeah. if they just went. We can't yeah, match. Great, it, have good fun. for you. You you yeah. literally got a better value for yourself. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. You should. You yeah. shouldn't be ashamed. You know or. I don't know why I'd go back to a former employee to rub it in his face. I'd be like, you know what? If I'm already looking and I've already gotten an offer and it's already better, mm-hmm. off I'm cool. Do you guys have any good quitting a shitty job stories? Ooh, quitting a shitty job stories. I not real uh no, I just don't I just stop showing up. <laughs> that I don't enough. quit. I just yeah. don't quit. I just like yeah. all of a sudden, you know, then, then they can't get a hold of me. I've disappeared on several jobs. Yeah, the Irish quit by. Yeah, pretty much. I just the Irish resignation. Yeah, yeah. They um. Oh, I there he work... is with his vape and his 
He's he's a zoomer. It's, uh, I I, I work zoomers at, in the closet, bro. <laughs> I, oh, I, I used to work at a dog groomer because um, I took a, a gap year between high school and college, and that was like my job while I was doing it. And uh, I quit after there was this lady who brought in two pugs who were like the shittiest dogs I have ever dealt with. Like one of them had like a cauliflower ear. It looked like like this weird welt on the ear. They were both assholes. Was it dog got, fight MMA. I don't know. I got peed on. I, I was just like, all right, I'm done with this. Did so, you ever have to uh, excrete the butthole? Oh, I, I expressed the anal glands. You bet your ass I did. It's Their not a car getting a wash. You're you're squeezing. Yeah. You're squeezing a gland. You're, you're squeezing a gland. You, you're you're uh, uh, you bet you bet their ass that I did. Sure. I'm all for self-expression in all things. That's just me. <laughs> that was the only reason why I took my dog to like PetSmart and the groomers because I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to do that. And the wash is only $10. Yeah. So I would do that. And then um, it was like it, it was this older woman and his, and her son. They were they were the owner and manager of the place. And they were just like it was like fucking working for Dolores Lembridge. This really. <laughs> Yeah, j- just just this older like everything must be done by the book, blah blah blah. You have to be super nice to everybody, and I'm like, I'm not going to be nice to someone whose cauliflower ear dog just bit me and peed on me. Yeah, I'm in a bad mood. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Your shit dog. Yeah, brought me down. Your literal shit like, dog. Welcome back. Yeah. Exactly. Think about it this way: if you were dating George Saint Pierre. He beats my ass in the bar that we're hanging out with. Do you still want me to call you tomorrow morning? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, because I want to hear that story again. That's George St. Pierre, man. What'd you do? What'd you say to him? I get the French suck, but yeah. he's French, do. right? He seems like St. Pierre just sounds like you got to be French. French Canadian, probably. I don't know. Oh, oh no, I know. I, I went in at the beginning of a work day, and it was it was like I think it was either the Monday or the Friday, like a, a day where I would get an extra weekend day, basically. At the beginning of the day, dropped my like key on the table and just be like, I quit, and then just left without a word. That was it. Uh, <laughs> nice, that, dude. That's what's up. Good for you, because I yeah. just usually for me it's like oh, I don't want to wake up, mm-hmm. so I just turn my ringer off, turn my phone off. And then I keep my phone off for like three or four days. Uh, you know, I, I leave her tattered, bloody shirt near somewhere so someone can find it. <laughs> like, with this job, like, uh, they don't know if I quit or died. And I kind of yeah. like that. And then I come in two, three years later, guys, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> There's like a news story. Uh, local man Chris Cope has been presumed dead after finding his bloody shirt next to the dumpster behind it. Yeah. No, it turns out me and this badger were fighting over a honey bun. It cut me up pretty good. Yeah, and then I just, I you know, I hit my head. Didn't know who I was for almost nineteen months. Could have happened to anybody. Yeah, Could honey bun badger don't care. <laughs> I got me. Uh, I mean, like I've like jobs where yeah, it was a crappy job, but at least the manager wasn't terrible. I'll at least give you the courtesy of like the two week notice and nope, you know that kind of None thing. None of my no. jobs were two week no. notice jobs. No, they were just no. like, yeah, he stopped showing up yesterday, and it's like. And the, and the job, all the jobs, everyone knew. Like when it, when someone didn't show up for a shift, that was it. Mm-hmm. I like I used to work at a convenience store too. Oh, I did too for like a, two yeah. weeks. It was it was like this little Japanese convenience store in the promenade. Do you remember Famima? Christy, you ever been to that? So it was oh. like it, it was a little thing. Um, 
and like I used to, I used to work there, and the uh, the manager was like perfectly nice. He was only there one day a week. He didn't really get in anybody's way. The only downside was he would play the same playlist in the same order every single day. Oh, when I worked so at the barbecue joint, they did the same thing. You could almost tell what time uh, it was at your shift. Yeah, you hear like, like oh, look, Sarah's on. We're yeah. almost gonna get cut. Yeah, or it's like, oh, uh, Hall, uh, you know, you're out of touch by Hall and Oates is playing. Time to go home. Like I like how we just both said Hall and Oates songs. I just went, yeah. <laughs> you had to preface it, and I wanted people to just know. Yeah. <laughs> people know yeah. Sarah. Mm -hmm. Dude, when I was working at the movie theater, okay, yeah. well, first oh, of all, nice. si similar problem, where the playlist situation was absolutely atrocious. Mm -hmm. Like, every single day, when it was time to close, they would play the song Closing Time. Of course. Oh, shut up. Every they were that cliched? Single yeah. day, dude. It was traumatic. Like, I had That's... just gotten done cleaning up vomit with a broom at a theater 12 because someone <laughs> wanted to bring their flu ridden child to see the Star Wars premiere for some reason. And now I have, yeah, dude, it was terrible. So I quit that job just by oversleeping. <laughs> That's all I did. Like, I just, yes, I just no, you quit. Just you quit in. your dreams. <laughs> I quit in my dreams and then they came true. And you know what, people, yeah. that it, that goes to all of you out there. If you just dream it, it can happen. Even Never for stops. You. Yeah. That's the point, though, is to to like quit when the, it, it's shitty. Like the at, at least the convenience store one, I uh, the, he let people just smoke in the walk-in. Like people would just yeah. smoke smoke joints in the walk-in. This is right. Santa Monica, California, in the mid to late 2010s. So yeah. you know, uh, weed is very apparent most mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's only gotten worse. Definitely. No, I, I I worked at a weed dispensary too. That was super fun. Wow, they usually hire hot girls. They I was the receptionist, so I wasn't. Yeah, you were you weren't yeah. a counter girl. Exactly, but I the guy made me like try products as part of the job, right? Where he's like, "Here, smoke this." I'm like, "Didn't you make me take a drug test?" And he's like, "That's for heroin." I'm like, okay. <laughs> "That's for <Yeah>. heroin." <laughs> uh, when I waited tables, they they tried. To like uh, after like being there for a year, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna start drug testing everybody," and we all just started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, you're gonna lose all your staff. Yeah, you're gonna lose all your staff, two thirds of your kitchen. Like, you're gonna be shut down in the matter of eleven mm -hmm. cups of urine. <laughs> yeah, one gallon of piss oh, is gonna geez. really tank your business. <laughs> this business is gonna take the R. Kelly route of career paths. And like, listen, if that's Bro, what you want, it's all you good. See that? Got thirty years. Yeah, thirty years. Good for him. There you go. 30. He's, I mean, I think he's in his mid to late 40s. That's it. That's pretty much it. That's all she wrote. He's not plenty getting of, out until he's arthritic. <laughs> plenty of communal showers in his near future. Good for him. Bless our kill. <laughs> Give it oh, up. Oh, yeah. No, he's going to get pissed on. Drip, drip, drip. And <laughs> the best kind of uh, poetic justice. Have you guys ever seen the American Dad episode where it's just a straight parody of Trapped in the Closet? Yes. Yeah, where, where it's like, it's Scott Grimes doing that, but it's about him being trapped in a locker. <laughs> it's so good. He's a great singer. Uh, yeah, American Dad is, honestly, I like that over, I mean, because Family Guy's been on for so long, it's like in mm -hmm. that Simpsons kind of quality now, where yeah. I can't really hate it, because there's, there's enough good of it. Mm -hmm. But I like American Dad, it's, it's more solid. Same. Like, uh, realizing that they can use Roger for basically anything, they'll just add a new Roger superpower, and then... Or character. Yeah. Maybe controversial opinion coming in here. I don't think Family Guy was ever good. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's something a child like you would say. I do. I don't. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's why okay. don't we just let Caleb go play it's in the ball? Boring. Pit, we'll Every come back. Episode when, uh... is the same. Okay, so the characters by the... are one dimensional. They it's have a cartoon. One joke premise what, what, that they what kind of breath are you looking for again. these characters? What? It's a cartoon that takes more effort than three minutes of flashback fucking jerking off. Stop it. Go get another ironic tattoo. <laughs> Wait, how? How? When were you born again? 99. 99. 1492 okay. in the Highlands of Scotland. What were you saying? All right. I'm so, a Highlander. So he, he would have been like around, wait, wait, wait. around like 11 or 12 around the time, which is like normally when people discover Family Guy is around then from like yeah. Adult Swim or whatever. So you, like you're born in the middle of their decline. That's when they started like yeah, man. killing off Brian and all that it's stuff. Like, it's yeah. like picking up World War II in like 44. It's like nobody nobody's getting on the Nazis team. Yeah. You look at 38, <laughs> they just they just they just you know they beat France. Horrible comparison. You don't know <laughs> things to catch people. Gusto, winners, you know, winner wins, man. Tiger Blood, Charlie Sheen. I just hit a crack pipe. Yeah. I came in for the last quarter. Of Schindler's List, I miss a lot of context, but yeah, I thought yeah. it was okay for what it was at the time. I don't know though. I mean, it's like the Austin couldn't run a good factory if you ask it me. <laughs> no, but like the beginning of Family Guy to maybe like I don't know, 2005 is probably the good. Yeah, I mean, uh, most shows after five or six seasons kind of just start shit in the bed because mm -hmm. eventually it becomes repetitive. That's so yeah. all the great shows. Oh, look, look at this The Wire, five or six seasons, Sopranos, five or six seasons, Breaking Bad, I think five, six seasons. I five. think five, five or six is that that golden hour. Yeah, you know? and then like yeah, because like the office kind of had that after Michael Scott left, but that's like yeah. Like I honestly, I, I don't mind the Robert California episodes. I don't mind the Eater Cell, but like it's good. But that show mm -hmm. could have easily stopped at with Steve Carell and been fine, and yeah. still not lost any of its pathos. I guess that kind of you know that aura. Sorry, mm -hmm. allergies picking my ass. No, no, it's okay, uh, Katie. Uh, Kitty and I rewatched it together, and like after Michael Scott left, we just stopped. Like, just didn't. Yeah, basically, yeah. Why, that shit was the most popular show on TV when he quit. Mm -hmm. So was it just because he wanted to do other stuff, or want to go make movies? Want to be a star? Yeah. Didn't want to be the Office guy forever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, really, he wasn't that. I mean, he barely. When they casted him, he wasn't. A, that wasn't a big draw. I mean, what he did? He was in Bruce Almighty for five minutes. He was yeah. a commentator on uh, the Daily Show. Mm -hmm. It's not like he, you know, like he had no. Him and Brian Cranston, you know, Breaking Bad made Cranston because Malcolm in the Middle, he was known, but it didn't elevate him to where he is now. What about uh, Watley on uh, Seinfeld? He, he was a pretty big recurring character on that. David, uh, oh no, no, nothing. Okay, David Watley, no, he. Yeah, I mean, when he had like a couple episode arc, like he, you know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't. Not many people know that he was even on that show unless you rewatch and go, oh, there's Brian Cranston. Yeah. Um, I feel like a similar thing happens with Bob Odenkirk, right? Like he was, you know, Mr. Show and all that kind of stuff. And then you see him on uh, Breaking Bad and like he becomes the ethereal Bob Odenkirk yeah. and not Better Call Saul. Because like I, I had uh, like the one downside to that is seeing them in other stuff where it's not that role. Like I, I was watching. Did you ever see the the Little Women remake from a few years ago? So I got dragged to see that in the theaters by my family, and then I liked it so much I saw it again twice after that because fuck it. Um, but 
the one thing I don't like about that movie is that at the end of the, the story, their their dad, who was in the Civil War, comes home. And it's Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, man, dad's home from the Civil War. I'm like, bitch, that's Mr. Show. Like, <laughs> separate them that from Bob Odenkirk. former special forces from no- <laughs> you see nobody? No, no. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like John Wick if John Wick was your dad. <laughs> okay, interesting. It's called Nobody. Yeah. Okay. Same same guys that uh, directed John Wick did that. It's 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 a lot of the same fight choreography. Uh, and you know it's really good. Christopher Lloyd's in it. Oh, Doc Brown is uh, is in that. Doctor Emmett Brown. Emmett Brown. Yes. Right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, young man, you, you don't know full names like that. I mean, listen, I I, I like the the cool freaking auto cinching Nikes and the hoverboards. That's yeah, neat. Man, I would I, I, I would really love shoes that did that. I just push a button and they form fit like that. Yeah, dude. Did you just see still, the new like robotic looking like slip on shoes that Nike? Yeah, they're cool shit, right? They're pretty cool. I mean, they look goofy as fuck, but the idea is cool. I like What's being able to click on and off have, my heels. Uh, to hoverboards now. The actual, the like the actual hoverboard where it just looks two like wheel guys, two wheels, yeah, two wheels. Okay, thing. so I was on Santa Monica walking, and I was the only person on my side of the street. And there's a dude, maybe less than a light up on the other side. Mm-hmm. He's on the like hoverboard, got his headphones on, just kind of looks like a. I just don't like it. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's something about the way he was moving through the world that just, from a distance, irked the shit out of me, <laughs> and. He hits a crack in the sidewalk, Uh-oh. and he takes a nasty tumble. Ugh. And I'm the only person that saw it besides him. Okay. And I swear I thought that was God. Because <laughs> I was like, man, fuck this goofy-looking dude. I don't like him. You know, <laughs> on his little hoverboard with his big-ass headphones. I was like, fuck you, man. And then, <laughs> too, boom! Too big for and I'm just like, I, lo- I almost look up and go, was that just for me? <laughs> is this just to show me that everything's going to be okay? <laughs> it just lets me know every something. Yeah, every every someone's watching and they want me to know they love me. That's your burning bush. Yeah, there it also, is. Also, if anybody talks to a burning bush now, I'm putting them in a baker acting them. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I can light up some bush and talk to it. Yeah. Is that going to make I, me meet God? I don't know. Everything's just about sex with you, young kids, isn't it? I also, mean, is it sex or is also, it drugs? I don't know. Could Duff, be both. You haven't seen a bush ever, all right? Your your, your generation. <laughs> I mean, you know, mine's coming in. All right, give me a couple months. <laughs> have you Have you guys ever seen? Your back you guys, gonna look real hairy. Did you guys listen to Harmontown when that was the thing? When he was no. still doing that. So he's got a uh, an episode where he talks about like how he watched this cuckold porn thing, where it's a a, a guy on a hoverboard and he comes in he's like how do you i've got a hoverboard meet me if i'm a robot and the like he's the cuckold but he's so enjoying himself on the hoverboard that it's impossible for him to be the low status character (laughs) because he's just having too much fun that's funny yeah um i'll send that to you when we're done with this um because because it's like a whole thing with hit with like dan Harmon explaining and like what the I feel like a Harmonville or what is it? Where's it? Harmontown? Yeah. It's right near Vodkaville. Yeah, probably. Just south of Margaritaville. Yeah. 
I think my favorite thing that has come out of like, because you know, you, you think about the lineage of the hoverboard, right? It had the to come from the, of the hoverboard. It had to oh, come yeah. from the Segway. Right? Yeah, you remember Obadiah Stane and uh, Iron Man One? That was the first one. Absolutely. In the in the Segway is such a beautiful story because it's such a useless piece of technology. And it was so <laughs> useless that it murdered its owner when he tried to demonstrate just how useful it was and instead yeah. proved to everybody just how terrible it was. And I think that's really oh, poetic and amazing. No, oh, the, you don't know this story? The guy no. dro drove off a cliff on his Segway. Straight up, the <laughs> guy that invented died. the Segway was doing a demonstration of the Segway. And he had a Why whole group a of people with him on a cliff. Because he wanted to prove to these people just how efficiently this thing could stop on a dime. I mean, I could drive the thing straight towards the edge of the cliff and stop right before I hit the edge. And this thing is so good, it's going to save Man, my just, life. You just know what happened? Put dime on the ground. I'll take your word for it. You don't got to challenge your mortality. Yeah, dude, we got some Segway pudding after that one, and that was fucking that was poetic God. justice right there. If I'd ever seen it, Caleb, I don't bless up. I don't know if you remember this, but when the Segway was like being teased or announced or whatever they were like this will change cities yeah. this is this is the 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 next big thing and then when the same way people came out people were like um that's it <laughs> like this is um, what what am i gonna do I mean, like yeah. people in the google building drive around on these and that's community. it that's why there's that episode of south park where garrison invents the like weird gyroscope thing with the things that go up your ass like <laughs> Well, it, it was like a, it was a goof on that because like that had just happened. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, it's so funny. It's so funny. I love when like just shit backfires on people in a spectacular oh, yeah. way. Oh, it's especially yeah. funny against like rich people where, where they're just oh, yeah. like, like that hubris just. Well, I mean, I looked at DeLorean. I looked at DeLorean story yeah. where like the car just is not gonna it can't get to get a mass production going, and then and then basically. I also agree that he was set up by the government, like in a way. Because it is like, well, we have shady bankers and we have a shady businessman. Let's connect them. And then they, then they commit a crime and we'll arrest them. Like, well, that's entrapment. And that's what it basically he beat the case. Mm -hmm. that Wait, I don't know stuff. this story. Yeah, he basically tried to buy kilos of cocaine. John DeLorean. Okay, the guy who made the DeLorean tried to buy yeah. a bunch of cocaine. Yeah, the car was the car was like behind schedule, uh, over budget. And he basically needed money. He had to come up with money, mm -hmm. and an FBI agent who knew some uh, shady bank, mm -hmm. like you know, because he like he could because he couldn't have bought the cocaine himself. Yeah, and he could and he didn't have the money to buy the cocaine. So mm -hmm. effectively, the government facilitated him, and the government can't help you commit a crime. Yeah. And then charge you for it. Well, then, I mean, unless you know you're on Wall Street, but whatever. That's a different thing. No, I mean, they, 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 yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they basically just said, like, without the U.S. government, he would have never never been able to commit these crimes. So the U.S. government, was, you know, trapped him, basically. Interesting. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Uh, Welcome to America, ladies and gentlemen. Land <laughs> of the free, right? Congratulations on living in the greatest country on earth if you're a rich white pedophile. Woo! <laughs> Someone's going to have a mantle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Jesus saying the I'm saying, like, yeah, it's sad. Well, um, Chris, we wanted to. First, first off, thank you for coming on Generation Dan. Yeah, man. Um, I always want to come on to y'all, young people. 
So, Caleb, you're on the bottom of my screen. That's why I keep looking down at you. I know, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's just what happens when you show up last time. <laughs> that's not like on purpose. It's, it's a good like allegory time. for society. It's all Should've good. Get out. Son of a bitch, you. I just got... I and now here's society in five yes. years. Yeah, how's it feel, Chris Cope? Yeah, sip <laughs> that copium. Oh, that's so. weird. My, my computer seems to be shutting the fuck off. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh I'm back. Oh, it's alive. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do one more segment at the end. But first, uh, where can people find you and follow you and all that good stuff? People can fucking video. leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They can leave me where they fucking find me. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you can find me all. Everything is Chris Cope Comedy. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Chris Cope Comedy. It's alliterative. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, he's got I a blue it. check mark. He he he's got a blue check mark. Lately, I know. So I'm actually starting my own podcast. Uh, it premieres July 3rd. It's called Sunshine State Stories, and it's me and another Florida uh, native. She's a comedian. Mm-hmm. She lives out here. We we're the devil's advocate to all Florida man headlines. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. I Someone, love yeah, man. Everybody needs somebody in their corner, and then we're basically mm-hmm. Florida's. Def- we're the public. We're the public offend- defender. Florida's vindicators. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um, you can find the, the, the show at Generation Dan on Twitter. Find Dino, who's not here, at Gino, Dino the Genetic One on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Atlas Novak on Twitter or Instagram or follow my other show at Nexus at Nights, which is about a trading card game. How about you, Caleb? Well, you can find my barren wasteland of a Twitter profile at Caleb C. McDuff. Um, <laughs> there is nothing happening there. Yeah. Don't bother. I mean, listen, if you want to look at my headshot that I got taken out of Comedy Festival for free because I happened to be there, go for it because it's there. But that's all you're going to find. Vape, a lot of vape reels. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of, well, listen, you know, that's my private account. Okay. And I don't know how you found that, but if we're going to plug it, we might as well. Okay. So you can find that there as well. Yeah, you can it's your only my, vapes. You can, you can find my only vapes. Nice. <laughs> you can find my only vapes. We can talk pepperonis and nicotine all day. Doesn't matter. Either way, you uh, want to Yeah, there's somebody in my fridge right now, actually. If they ever make a nicotine pizza, we're all fucked. Uh, <laughs> nicotine pizza. Yeah, what, that might be the episode <laughs> title. We'll see. Uh, okay. This pizza will wake you up in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> it's shockingly addictive. All right, It'll make so, you shed blood, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Chris, uh, what is the most memorable set you've had as a comedian? Good, bad, weird, or otherwise? Uh, it has to be when I got on, got to go do Conan, and that's I know it's such like a weird, like such an easy go to, but like. Mm-hmm. The set for being on, for basically getting told Monday midday that I'd be taping two days later and have it go well. Mm-hmm. That was that one. That's what made it memorable. Two is my first late night appearance. Three, I got to also uh, riff just out of just instinct and during the set, and that's something that I'll never like. Getting away with getting a good get an applause break off a riff while you're doing your late night set. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. What else could give you an erection that strong? I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, I'm not trying to be crass that way, you know. But no. just like that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I was just like I was in the fucking pocket and I scrambled and I landed a 40 yard touchdown. Like that's what it felt like, you know. Did you and other sports metaphors? Do they only give you five minutes like it is on TV, or or is it like... Hey, basically, he told me, he goes, don't worry about going over. They're not going to play music. They're not going to cut you. Like, just do the set you have prepared, mm-hmm. and it will take the time it takes. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. And, you know, nice. I was... I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, 
I just sum up 13 years of what I learned mm-hmm. and my ability and all that stuff for this like five minute moment. And I showed up and that's ultimately, you know, that's why it's more memorable. Cause it's just like when it was my moment to fucking deliver, I delivered. And that's, you can't ask more. You can't ask more of yourself. Yeah. That's really cool. And we haven't had somebody who's been on like that late night thing tell their story like that. And that's, I, I really love that. Cool. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Yay. We ended on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's go. <laughs> if you had enough time, we also do this other thing where we uh, uh, go through like an r slash relationships post and uh, commentate on it. Did you want to do that too? Or. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to get. I gotta get my pants on shoes on. I'm not wearing pants right now, so. Gotcha. I, I assume we're getting kind of close to the end, so I want to get yeah. the car and go. All right. Well, uh, sorry. I'll it's come okay. one more time. I'm no, always of down course. Time. We'll All definitely good. have you back. I go. You stage your hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. Please. Uh, all that good stuff, and have a good. Send me those. Uh, send me those clips you guys are gonna send me. I will. Bye, everyone. Awesome. All right, guys. I gotta put pants on.